Hey everyone, it's Professor Clark, and in this lecture we're going to go over fill vowels, or fleeting vowels. And a lot of people will tell you that fill vowels are vowels that appear in certain instances in nouns in order to break up a consonant. And uh, that's sort of true, but it's not really true, because if you look at Russian words, you'll be like, man, there are a lot of consonant clusters here. Where are the fill vowels when we need them? Why do we only have them in these few words? Why don't we have more of them? Well, what's really going on is that Russian used to have more vowels. It's actually experiencing kind of a vowel shortage or vowel disappearance or vowel melts over the past thousand years. And so these fill vowels are vowels that used to be like real vowels, full vowels, we can call them. And they've sort of turned into ring wraiths. They're sort of in half existence. They, they exist in the shadowy realm where they only appear some of the time. So you can think of them as the ring wraiths of Russian grammar. And that makes it a lot more exciting. So with that in mind, let's look at how fill vowels work. So as I said in the previous slide, uh, fill vowels or fleeting vowels, biogliaglosnia as they're called in Russian, are this remnant of this archaic spelling when words had more vowels. And they appear in the last syllable of the word, and they can either be ye or o. And we will go over the rules for when they are ye and when they are o later in this lecture. There are two types of fill vowels, and the first type is the type you've already seen. These are fill vowels that are present in the nominative singular and are lost when an ending is added. So you learned in first semester, for example, padarek, a present, loses its o at the end when we add an ending. So we say o padarkia, or atiets, father, becomes ab atsa. And this is the most common type of fill vowel and the one that you already know. This second type of fill vowel, the one that you're about to encounter, are fill vowels that only appear when the word loses its ending in the genitive plural. And then you have a stem ending in a consonant cluster and a fill vowel pops up. So some examples are astanovka, a bus stop. We put that in the genitive plural and it becomes astanovok. Dievushka, a young lady, we put that in the genitive plural, and it becomes dievushek. And my choice of words was not accidental. As you will see later in the lecture, this okka or yekka alternation is the most common type of fill vowel alternation that we have. Let's start with a review of that first type of fill vowel, those fill vowels that disappear when an ending is added. And this type of fill vowel is going to appear in nouns that end in a consonant in the nominative singular. So these are mainly going to be masculine nouns and then a few feminine nouns ending in myakiznak. So some examples are padarek, and let's put it in the genitive singular, it will become padarka. Shinok, a puppy, will become shinka. Katyonek, a kitten, will become katyonka. Ribionek, a baby, will become ribionka. Atyets, a father, will become atsa. Amerikanyets, an American man, will become Amerikansa. Kanadyets, a Canadian man, will become Kanadsa. Irlandyets, an Irishman, will become Irlansa. 
Kitaits, a Chinese man, will become Kitaitsa. Notice the spelling, how when we lose that ye, when that ye disappears, then we have to add ikratkoya after the a. So kitayets a yetsa becomes kitaitsa a ikratkoyetsa a. And then a couple of feminine ones, lubov, love, becomes lubvi, tsirkov, a church, becomes tsirkvi. And these types of fill vowels are most commonly seen in nouns ending in ok, like padarek, shinok, kationak, and so on and so forth, yets, like atyets and amerikanyets, and of, ove miachiznak. However, there are a few exceptions. So chisnok, garlic, becomes chisnaka, and bliznets, a twin, becomes bliznetsa. And this just has to do with whether the original vowel in this archaic spelling we no longer have was a strong vowel or a weak vowel. Uh, if it was a strong vowel, then it remains, it doesn't disappear, it's not fleeting, it's there all the time. And so occasionally you'll have ok and yet's endings that don't disappear, but most of the time that or that ye is going to be a fill vowel and you will drop it when you add an ending. And now let's look at fill vowels that appear in the genitive plurals. They only appear when we remove that final vowel in the word and we end up with a consonant cluster. And these are going to be nouns that end in a vowel in the nominative singular, so they're going to be mainly feminine and neuter nouns. And they are most likely to be nouns ending in a consonant followed by ka. For example, dievushka, dievachka, koshka, vnuchka. And conveniently, this is a very common diminutive form. So knishka, a diminutive of kniga, sabachka, a diminutive of sabaka, sistrichka, a diminutive of sistra. And this is convenient because once you learn how to decline these types of nouns and how the fill vowel system works for them, then these nouns are very regular. And if you are casting about wondering how on earth a noun declines and you're not sure and you think it might be irregular, you can just put it in a diminutive form with a fill vowel and then you'll know exactly how it declines. Life hack. As I said previously, the fill vowel can be either or or yeah. And the general rule is that the fill vowel is or if the consonant cluster it breaks up contains a velar, so g, k, h, and the five-letter spelling rule is not in effect. And then it is yeah if there are no velars anywhere in the consonant cluster, so no g, k, h anywhere in the consonant cluster, or there is a velar and the five-letter spelling rule is in effect. So in all the examples I gave above, dievushka, dievichka, koshka, vnuchka, knishka, sabachka, sistrichka, the five-letter spelling rule is actually going to be in effect, and it will be yeah even though there's a velar in the consonant cluster. Let's look at some examples of when the fill vowel is an o. And first of all, remember that all nouns that end in a consonant plus ka will gain a fill vowel in the genitive plural. And then there are other nouns that will gain a fill vowel in the genitive plural, but those have to be memorized on a case-by-case -case basis, unfortunately. 
Let's look at some examples of this ok ending in the genitive plural, where you have consonant plus ka in the nominative singular, and it's going to become consonant plus ok in the genitive plural. So polka, a shelf, is going to become polok. Astanovka, a bus stop or a stop, is going to become astanovak. Pirisadka, a transfer, like if you're transferring from one bus to another, is going to become pirisadak. Amerikanka, an American woman, will become Amerikanak. Anglichanka, an Englishwoman, will become Anglichanak. Kanadka, a Canadian woman, will become Kanadak. Bielka, a squirrel, will become Bielak. Lashadka, a horsey or a little horse, will become Lashadak. And you might ask, how often do you have to talk about squirrels and horsies? Surprisingly often. As I mentioned in the section on the nominative plural, animals, and especially baby animals, come up surprisingly frequently in Russian, especially in materials aimed at Russian learners or at children. So it behooves you to learn the common endings for the common animals and also the baby animal forms. Some other common nouns that take o as their fill vowel in the genitive plural are kuchnya is going to become kuchen, and notice that we drop the ya, but then we add a myakiznak to the end because it's a soft n and we keep the softness. So kuchnya, kitchen, kuchen. Akno, window, becomes oken. And here we don't have a soft n. We have a hard o at the end in the nominative singular. And so the n remains hard in the genitive plural and we just add an o. Also notice the stress shift that is very common for bisyllabic nouns, akno, oken. Now let's look at when the fill vowel is yeah, or in certain cases, your. It's always going to be yeah if we have a husher, so zh, ch, sh, or sha with a tail, or ikratkaya plus ka. So kapieka, a kopek, becomes kapiek. This is important to know because, of course, when you count it, when you count kopecks, you have to put it in the correct form of the genitive. And note how we have the ikratkoya becoming ye when we drop the ending. So it's the opposite of kitayats kitaitsa, we have kapieka kapieyek. The same thing with maika, an undershirt or a t-shirt, it becomes mayek, and the ikratkoya is dropped and is replaced with a ye. Diadushka, grandfather, becomes diadushuk. Babushka, grandmother, babushuk. Vnuchka, granddaughter, vnuchuk. Knishka, the diminutive form of book, knizhuk. We are also going to add ye when there is a myakiznak in the consonant cluster. So pismo, a letter, becomes pisim. We drop the myakiznak and we add ye. Note once again the stress shift, pismo, pisam. Dienggi, money, becomes dienig. We drop the myakiznak and we add yeah. And then statia, an article, becomes statie. And here uh, we're going to drop the myakiznak and the ya and turn them into ye. In the previous lecture, I told you that when you have a myakiznak plus stressed ya in any form of the nominative, it will become ye in the genitive plural, which is true. 
And the reason for that is that we have a fill vowel here. And so we're going to drop that ah ending. We're going to replace the myakiznak um, with a yeah. And then we have to keep that yeah sound at the beginning of the ya. We have to keep that yotishin. And so we get statie. Uh, that might seem a little complicated, so you can just remember that myakiznak plus stressed ya always goes to ye. And then there are some other words. So derevnya, a village, becomes derevyen. Note the stress shift, and also note that we have this en ya that becomes en myakiznak. However, vishnya, cherry, becomes vishen with a hard n. Piesnya, song, becomes piesen with a hard n. I mentioned earlier in the previous lecture that sometimes the softness is not preserved in the genitive plural, and these are a couple of important examples. Vishnya vishen, piesnya piesen. And then visna becomes vyosen. Note the switch from ye to yo when it falls under stress. Kresla, an armchair, kresl. Sistra, sister, sistior. And note the appearance of the yo there as the fill vowel. It's under stress and it's followed by a hard consonant and it becomes yo. That's another one that seems kind of anomalous and you need to memorize it. So there you have your overview of fill vowels. It probably seemed confusing. It's not like anything we really do in English. Uh, never fear, there are a few challenging ones, but for the most part, you will get used to it pretty quickly. Once again, the best way to get used to it and to learn it is to expose yourself to authentic speech. Uh, reading is the best, of course, because that makes you see the spelling. However, listening is also really useful. So if reading is still too challenging for you or you don't have the time, uh, you can always stream radio and you will hear this being used and you will see that people really do use this system and they really do say things this way. I hope you found that helpful and enjoy your Russian.